Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome in to a Monday morning. BMAS and Beamer here on WBEN. Brian Mazeroski here with you. Joe is in later on today, so you won't be hearing from him right now. But you got me for the next hour or so. Hanging out with you, taking a look at what's going on all across western New York. I guess we just had the power turn on. You know, it's amazing. Something, it must have been an easy fix. You know when the power turns on right after 9 o'clock that somebody sauntered in? And at 9.05, it's on. I mean, come on. You can't tell me that's a coincidence. Somebody walked in, 9 o'clock, got in. Oh, the power's off. They flipped a switch. And now all of a sudden, the whole building's back online. The whole morning we've been sitting here. What's going on? The power's out. Oh, no. Now we're back on. So hopefully you can hear me well out there. Uh, lots going on. A uh, lot to get to. Uh, so much in the news today. But want to start with something that, you know you might be dealing with at home. Maybe not to this extent, but we've all kind of had this sort of dispute before. We've all had this happen to us in some way, shape, or form. Joining me on the line is Joe Farage. He's the owner of Buffalo Design and Printing on Elmwood Avenue. And there was a good amount of grass planted along Elmwood Avenue just a few years ago. They did a pretty big streetscape project that's now become a pretty big pain in the neck for Joe and some other people who do business around there. Joe, thanks for being with us this morning. I know, uh, you know, Monday mornings can be busy, especially when you're owning a small business. But you've put some signs up that people might have noticed over the past few days Asking the village, asking the county to maybe do a better job of cutting their grass. What is the dispute at question? Good morning, Brian. Well, there's a three-year history that precedes these signs. The, um, you know, Kenmore did a great job, the Erie County, uh, with this greenscape. They saved me a lot of money, honestly, and I'm very appreciative of that, uh, putting in new aprons and blacktop paving and sidewalks. Uh, and I, I really appreciate that. But along with this greenscape idea, I've been warning them for three years that their uh, the greenscape ideas are not going to work in commercial parking lots. Uh, you know, every parking lot from Kenmore to my location has a dirt pothole on each side of the apron because of people's driving habits. They come in off of Elmwood 35 miles an hour into a parking lot and they drive over the grass. 
So their idea to have beautiful grass planted along the street is not being realized because now every parking lot uh, has a, a, a dirt pothole uh, and mud uh, on every side of the apron. So <clears throat> I all my complaints about that, the maintenance of it, reseeding it, adding topsoil every year, all of that goes away because Mayor Mang committed that he would cut the grass and maintain it every year. In fact, last spring, they already came, planted all new grass, added more topsoil, and, you know, they had to, they had to repair it. And that's going to have to happen every single spring going forward. Uh, I don't think that's the idea they wanted, but that's their, that's their idea of, of a greenscape, to burden the landowners, the taxpayers up and down Elmwood, that we have to cut the grass and reseed and everything. And I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to do that. Uh, if they want the green grass, I had blacktop before. If they want the green grass, great, you guys maintain it. Mayor Mang said he would. All my problems are dissolved, but he's not doing it. So your business is on Elmwood near Hamilton Boulevard. Uh, can you give us a sense? I think people kind of uh, know generally, if they don't know the exact area, they get the idea, a lot of these streetscape projects. They look you know, relatively similar from area to area. Where is this grass put? And, and does the grass need to be there? Could it be replaced by you know, just more concrete, a, a wider sidewalk or something like that? Or does the grass really uh, tie the whole thing together? The grass is between the sidewalk and the street, and um, on commercial parking lots, because of people's driving habits, it shouldn't be there because people drive over the grass. Uh, if it's a driveway going into a home where people you know, are going to slow down off Elmwood and turn into their driveway on their property, that they take care of their property, they know if they drive over the grass, they have to maintain it, there's not going to be an issue. But in commercial lots... It, it, their their green space design does not work for commercial property. We had blacktop. You know, we've been here since the 80s. We had blacktop. Now it's replaced with, well, it's not even grass. It's weeds. I've got, you know, 12 inches of clover growing. And, you know, that's that's the problem. I, You know, this was done two years ago on the other side of the street. I tried to warn them. I sent them emails, sent them pictures of all the potholes, how their greenscape ideas are not being realized on the other side of the street, but they went ahead and did it anyways on our side of the street. And so I, I, what, you know, I, I'm going to pay for their mistakes. I, I'm not going to do that. Hey, you touched on it there, um, and you're certainly the most vocal person about this that we've seen with the signs that you can see along Elmwood Avenue, which, by the way, shows you should never tick someone off who owns a printing business. I think if that that should go unsaid, right? <laughs> because you're going to hear about it in some way, shape, or form. But sure. you mentioned that you're not the only business dealing with this. I, I mean, are there other businesses or landowners who are kind of uh, echoing your thoughts, maybe not quite as vocally? Absolutely. You know that they're out there. You know, I, I've seen a few of them out there raking and reseeding and taking care of their grass. Some are letting it grow. Uh, they're definitely not maintaining. Uh, all the dirt potholes, so their their green space beauty is not being realized because there definitely is dirt potholes that aren't being fixed. But I, I can only assume that you know because of this COVID con- economy we're in that it's they just need to focus on their businesses. I mean, who's got time to worry about grass in front of their spot? Um, you know, I I'm a printer. You're right. Lawn signs work. Order lawn signs today. You know, we can have them for you. And <laughs> the, the issue is. You know, I email, hey, could you cut my grass again? It's, you know, it's 12 inches high. I get no response. Email again. 
you know, no response. You know, two weeks go by, no response. They don't show up and cut the grass like he committed to doing. And so then the lawn signs go out. Last time they went out, they were here the next morning. Cut my grass, everything's fine. Take the lawn signs down. You know, now again, you know, a, a month goes by. My grass has been cut four times this summer. At, people cut their grass four times a month. The grass out in front, my property looks bad. Like, I'm not maintaining it because Mayor Mang didn't keep his commitment to maintain the property. Okay, so the village says they're cutting the grass, just not as often as you want. And that was going to be my next question because everyone has their own idea, you know, what looks good, what doesn't look good, how often you really need to cut things. But you say it's nowhere near, you know, what anybody would find acceptable. I think the majority of people out there, all our listeners, cut their grass every week. Um, and, and I, you know, I would like, I cut my grass every week. Um, and, but this grass isn't being cut. Uh, like I say, the whole summer, it's been cut four times. And with all the rain we've been getting, and, and it's weeds, it's not even grass, the weeds grow so fast, uh, it's, it's like a jungle out there. And it doesn't make my business look good. This is definitely not the greenscape idea that they wanted to accomplish. It goes to, certainly you know this as a business owner, what do they always say to do? Um, if you're working somewhere, if you're doing a job for somebody, under-promise and over-deliver. It sounds like the opposite is happening here. Well, it, it, they, I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I want to run my business. I want to pay my taxes. I want to give them money to do their things. I don't want to worry about the grass in front. You know, the frustrating thing is I've warned them and, you know, that their real idea is not being realized. You're right. They commit to doing it. Please do it. What would happen? Do you have any idea if you went out there, you know, maybe when some of the snow melts and put down like a bunch of weed killer, grass killer, and then, you know, there'd be dirt, but at least you wouldn't have to worry about things growing out of control next spring. <laughs> Don't give me any ideas. <laughs> I you can blame it on somebody else. Say, uh, you know, someone must have heard it on the radio and uh, went about and did it. Well, it, it's going to it's gonna happen anyways. I mean, there are trucks that pull on our lot. This is, you know, we have a, our dock is right in front of the building. We have 18 millers that back in and out of our dock every day. And so these 18 millers are going to be digging up the grass. When the town comes with their big bulldozer to pick up the snow, they do a great job of that in the winter. When the snow gets too high, they come and remove it. You know, that, that bulldozer is going to be driving over the grass and it's going to, but when the snow all melts, that all that grass, all the weeds, all the clover out there is going to be nothing but a big mud bath. And then, again, Mang committed. Mayor Mang is going to come out, and they're going to add topsoil. They're going to rake it. They're going to reseed it. And, I, yeah, just if they want the grass, they need to maintain it, and they're not doing it. Do you know when the next time is, before we let you go, of if other people are seeing this, you have other places maybe having the exact same problem, is there an opportunity for people to kind of voice their concerns? Uh, I hope that would happen. The other business owners from my place down to Kenmore, uh, everybody has the same problem. Everybody's got potholes. Everybody's got long grass. Everybody's got weeds uh, growing, um, and they need to speak up so that the town would do their greenscape project correctly. We've, we've been in Kenmore since the 80s. Kenmore is a great place to work but until until now. Um, you know, Mayor Mang is not keeping his commitment, and, and so we, you know, have this problem. But, but we love Kenmore. Kenmore's, Kenmore's been a great place to us since the 80s. 
Hey, Joe, appreciate you taking the time out to talk with us today, and good luck getting this problem resolved. That's Joe Farage. He's the owner of Buffalo Design and Printing. And if you don't know where that is, follow the signs, right? You can see those signs that are all up and down Elmwood Avenue, uh, right by his business near Hamilton Boulevard, asking the city, asking the village, I should say, to take care of its property, to cut its grass. This has to be a problem that just about everybody has dealt with. And how do you deal with it when it happens to you? Now, most of us, it's not going to be the town, or maybe it is, the town versus you. Maybe that happens. Some things like leaf pickup. I mean, how many people wish that their leaves were picked up before today? You look outside, and now it's a slushy mess. They're everywhere. You have, like, double the problems when you pull out of your driveway. So maybe it is the town. Maybe it is, uh, you know, whatever municipality you're living in. I feel like most times it's you and a neighbor. It's you and somebody else, and not much is done with it, right? You kind of, It's like this silent war of, you know, you just kind of look out the window. Like, oh, yeah, this, another day without cutting the grass. Or, oh, yeah, he really hasn't raked those leaves just yet. How long is this going to last? I wonder. You kind of make an eye. Maybe it's just like a sly comment, right? Hey, uh, Bob, you know, I see you got a lot of leaves there. That's going to be a rough one, right? You're going to tackle that this weekend? You should. <laughs> Is it something like that? 803-0930. Feel free to weigh in. Give us a call, 803-0930, or send us a text on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. You know, someone was listening to the conversation that uh, Joe of Buffalo Design and Printing was having uh, with us. If you're in a landscape company, right? So how many of these do you see? A private business landscaping company, they're cutting grass weekly all throughout western New York. They say if we end up missing or being a few days late, people would be so mad and you'd probably lose your business. But, of course, because we're talking about the government, it's not quite a uh, a big to-do, right, when it's a municipality or the government or somebody that you're not directly paying to do this. I mean, you're paying for it, but it's not that direct payment to get that long cut. So then, you know, people start to take their time just a little bit more. Uh, and that same person saying, in most municipalities, once your grass gets too high, you might end up getting a summons or a citation. What if you did the same thing to the town or to the village? You issued them a summons. Hey, your grass is a little too high. You're going to have to cut it or be faced with a fine. Could you do that? Is that an option? 803-0930 is the number to weigh in. And how do you handle those disputes when it's you or, you know, it could be your town, could be your village, could be something like that about keeping things nice and clean. But I feel like most often it's a neighbor. It's someone whose home is just not quite up to snuff, and I always worry about myself being this person, right? When I, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. And, you know, those days when, I mean, how many times does it happen to you where you have those days where you plan on going out? You're going to cut the front lawn or something like that. You're like, oh, it's time. I've let it go just a couple days too much. And then something comes up, and then it starts raining, and then it just, you know, you, you go like three days longer. Uh, that's happened to me.
a couple of times before. Uh, Frank, you're on WBEN. Thanks for joining us. What What do you think about Joe's situation here? You know, I think this is a great opportunity for a landscaping business to get some work. I mean, you know, if the town can't do it, and usually if the town or the state does something for another issue, they'll go ahead and do it and build a homeowner. Well, now the businesses or this landscape business can do it and build a town. Sounds like a win-win. I, Frank, I like your idea, and thank you for the call. I mean, that's a good way to maybe look at it. Maybe you just do the job, you build the town, you don't even ask for permission first, right? Ask for permission later. How many good things uh, are always a result of using that policy? You do it first, you ask for permission later. You cut the grass, not that big of a job, hopefully, if you're a landscaping company. I mean, today might be a little bit bigger of a job with the snow that's on some of that grass. But you do it, you build a town, say, hey, you weren't doing your work, I did it for you. That'll be, uh, you know, 500 bucks. Whatever. I, I, I am not sure what it costs to bring out the industrial uh, mower to cut strips of grass. I am not 100% sure. I, fi- I would do it for $500 for sure. Sign me up. I would $100 probably. I would still do it with my – I wouldn't need the industrial mower. I'd just bring out my handheld lawnmower, fold it up, stick it in the back of the car, crank it out, and let's go. Give me 100 bucks. I'll bill you later. But how do you handle these disputes? Everyone kind of has them. You and a neighbor, you or somebody else. Whether it's the lawn, whether it's the leaves with the town, it's something. He did a great idea, and this is, like we said, this is a great life lesson. Never make somebody who owns a printing business mad because you'll hear about it. And he's doing what he knows how to do. I own a printing business. I'm going to put those signs up. Cut your grass is his message to the village. How would you handle the situation? 803-0930. You can weigh in here by giving us a call or on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, 803-0930. We'll take your calls and uh, talk a little bit more about what's in the news when we come back here on BMAS and Beamer on WBEM. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Beamaz and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Joe will be with you later on in the day. I'm here with you right now. Uh, happy Monday to everybody out there. Wintry Monday. If you're just joining us, we were joined in the last half hour by a business owner in the town, or excuse me, the village of Kenmore. I'm always screwing that up, a town, village, city. It's in the village of Kenmore. Joe Farage, the owner of Buffalo Design and Printing, he was joining us. He's uh, in a little bit of a dispute. You might see the signs on Elmwood Avenue near Hamilton Boulevard where his business are asking them to cut the grass that they planted and uh, said that they would cut. He says it's only been done four times in the span of the entire year, which even a uh, cereal grass grower like me would say that is just not enough. If you're, if you're saying you're cutting the grass, that's not quite enough. And what do you do when you're in a dispute like this? It could be your neighbor. It could be the town. How do you handle this? Is it snide remarks? Do you come out right and say it? I know some people leave notes. Where do you fall on this? I said, you know, uh, someone else made a comment of, hey, uh, just why don't you uh, some, you know, uh, company go out there, cut the grass and then build the town. Someone chiming in with the obvious, build a town, you're funny, but don't quit your day job. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not expecting to get a, a good answer with that. But, it, you know, it's it's a good conversation piece. Yeah, I sent them the bill. They haven't paid up yet. I don't know what the uh, problem is with it. And a lot of people uh, chiming in with the problems of their own, um, a, a lot of them from municipalities. Someone chiming in West Seneca, where they're talking about much of, I guess, the entire town in West Seneca. It's like this. That's not an area I frequent a lot, so I am taking your word for it right now. Uh, somebody else with the city of Tonawanda. Now, this is an area. This is right by me. Gateway Harbor. Uh, their new landscaping in the project. Now, a person texting in mentioning all the weeds that are around there with some of the new places. This is the city of Tonawanda side. It used to be part of Young Street. Now it's closed off. It's going to be this whole new area. I mean, it looks very nice, everything they've installed. But, yes, there's a lot of weeds where I would imagine there's supposed to be some grass and flowers and things like that. I am, I've been giving that a pass because that whole area is still a work in progress. So my assumption is the grass is going to be the last thing that they worry about, especially with the winter so I'm counting that up as a work in progress as well. Now, if it's the same story next year, then we have a different story. I'm giving them a pass as for right now. Let's head to the phones, 803-0930, if you want to weigh in. Uh, Steve is on Grand Island. Now you're on WBEM. Uh, What's going on, Steve? Well, I think a similar situation is developing right now on Niagara Street. If you go from 
the Peace Bridge all the way up to Ontario Street, okay? They're redoing the whole street, and what they're doing is they're putting, instead of as wide as it used to be, they cut the width. They're putting in about a four-foot uh, uh, island, and then they're making a bike path, okay? And I'm just wondering, in the middle of the winter, where's all this snow going to go, and who's going to be uh, shoveling the snow on the bike path? Now, the snow's going to go onto the bike path. I think that's, <laughs> is that the plan? Um, you know, Steve, I, I think, you know, one, we'll, I'll get to your point in a second, but there is, I think this is very popular in many areas, right, where you have this idea, you have this grand vision, and ideally it looks very good where you transform these streets, you're adding new curbs, a wider curbs, maybe more pedestrian friendly in a lot of areas, um, and you're doing a whole lot of different things, but it has to be maintained to get that look. A lot of people want to insert this green space. They want to insert this grass, like what Joe Farage was talking about in Kenmore. Right. But if you never maintain it, it's never going to look as good as you want, and it's going to look worse than ever before. I actually like somebody's mentioning the city of Tonawanda. I'll go a street over in North Tonawanda, where they've done a similar project along, uh, I think it's still Main Street, uh, part of Webster. They really expanded a lot of the sidewalks. Their goal is pedestrian-friendly. And if I'm remembering it right, there are a few areas of grass. It's been very well-maintained. But most of the green space is kind of these planters. They don't put grass on the ground. They build up a box, and there's flowers and stuff like that in it. It's a little easier to maintain and look nice if you know you can't dedicate the man hours to doing that all the time. Don't you think? I think that's kind of the way to go, maybe, with some of these projects, Steve. Yeah, but you're talking about a Niagara Street. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Niagara Street, uh, uh, it's in, I think, the area where it's the worst and where everyone can really know what you're talking about, Steve, is where you get off of the 190 right. and you go towards City Hall right. on Niagara Street and you're cutting across a bike lane. And everyone now kind of does this, like, double take, right? Am I, you know, what am I supposed to do here? Am I supposed to go into this lane all the way on the right? But I don't want to. I need to go straight. So do I just cut across this bike lane? Am I supposed to be keeping an eye out for someone on a bicycle in addition to all the cars that I'm looking out for? And if I am, well, I've never seen a bicycle here in my entire life. So you go through it enough times and it's like the bike lane doesn't even exist anymore because you're just like, whatever. It's just the green road. And this is, you know... Niagara Street is a commercial street. I mean, nothing but in, uh, industries and re, uh, uh, factories and stuff like this. That is not the place to put a bike path. I'm sorry. It just isn't. Hey, appreciate the call, Steve. Uh, 803-0930 if you want to weigh in. And, you know, how these little disputes when it comes to uh, cutting the grass, something like that, how do you handle with that, whether it's in your neighborhood or whether it is the town that you're trying to get a hold of? I mean, what do you do? To kind of settle that, I, those bike lanes that Steve was just bringing up, I, I think they kind of get on everybody. It's it's a good idea, I. But you're not going to, especially the ones that you know really get to me. And I guess we're right here by the university. I mean, there's got to be, I'm sure, a good amount of bike riders at UB. Maybe not. 
Actually, I never really see them. But, you know, I, I guess there could be a lot of people riding bikes. But, you know, maybe in the city it's one thing. And then when you start to expand these bike lanes out into the suburbs, and I'm thinking of the one specifically on Maple, or no, excuse me, Sweet Home, as it approaches Maple, and you have this bike lane, and then all of a sudden all these cars on a busy road have to cross over a bike lane to go into a turning lane. And, I, I mean, what's the, the protocol there? How many people per day are riding a bike in that area? How many people per day are doing that, especially when it's the winter out? I, it's, I like the idea. I like really um, trying to make things safer for people who are on bikes. But in the grand scheme of things, this is still a town where you need a car to get around at the end of the day. I mean, that's you're not riding a bike for many people from where you live to where you work. Now, if strictly downtown, that's changing a little bit. And that's where, all right, you know, I can get some of these bike lanes. I get it. But everywhere else across western New York, I'm not riding my bike down Twin Cities Highway onto the 290 or down Eggert, you know, onto uh, Maple <laughs> to get here to work every day. It's just, uh, you know, it's a little much. And then someone's uh, talking about the parking on Niagara. I mean, you know, there's a million things you can complain about. If <laughs> who do you do who do you do that to, and how do you form that complaint? Uh, Joe Farage, who we talked to earlier, he is gaining a little bit of momentum here because he owns a printing business. So what did he do? His complaint isn't necessarily in a formal letter, though he says he's contacted the village many times. He prints up his signs, puts it right on Elmwood. Says, hey, cut the grass. What's going on here? People are looking at me like it's my grass. It's your grass. Someone else chiming in, 803-0930 on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board uh, to quit complaining. Um, there two houses down from me is a zombie house. The bank maintains the lawn, but the house is falling apart. Count your blessings. I don't think just because you have a problem, someone else who has a problem can't complain with it, right? I And I know, you know, you can walk through and see some of those homes. The grass is growing out. There was one around the corner for me. I think it's still from for sale. Huge. The house is, you know, every single week or month. It's a little bit less and less in shape. And what do you do? You know, I'm assuming that a neighbor comes by and takes care of that lawn and not the bank because that went a very long time without being cut. So I, how do you take care of those situations? I don't know if there's a real easy answer. Let's head over to Don. Don is in Hamburg. Uh, Don, what's going on? Um, years ago, I uh, was elected to office, but I also – uh, was a liaison to a planning board, and through that, I read a lot of books on walkable communities. And we would go over the planning for new buildings, new areas, and it, it and it would talk about green space and walkable and all. And and what it come down was is that the planning was correct, but the exercise in doing it wasn't. Uh, for example, um, they would put up, uh, say, in front of a Tim Hortons, they would put a what was called a sitting wall. It looked nice. It was usable. It was for people that were on the bus. It was an area where you were actually supposed to sit, but it looked like a wall. And
And then what would happen was is that the city, I don't if the planners were from outside the city, would not put into the thought that this was a winter community. So they would put the wall slightly too close to the street where when we would have blizzards or big snows and the city would go through and, and plow through, they destroyed the wall. <laughs> so not only didn't it wasn't it replaced, but it also, uh, you know, that took a, a sense of what was supposed to look nice. So they not only cleaned it up, but they, they also didn't redo it. Hey, Don, let me ask you a question because you say you uh, have had a little bit of experience in the planning of this kind of stuff. Do you think things are, you know, I understand there's a science into almost everything, but at some level, are we overthinking a lot of these things? You know, when we talk about walkable communities, you know, what do I think? There are a lot of new streetscapes that look very nice and they do make it a little more pedestrian friendly, but, you know, at its core, just slap a sidewalk on it, right? I mean, what do you need? Yes, I, I think so. In some ways, they've gone, they've gone a little bit too far because of the area that we live in. Um, I've also seen where they've done things where they've planned it, but put it in the wrong area. Because I was a, a driver in the city for many years, is that I would see plans specifically say for passengers. Uh, that was one of the areas that I both could do and see. I, I think I think what's going on is that the planning is too. Um, I, I don't know what to use the word to use is is too much for what the area is. I, I or it's or it's planned, but not. But the, they have they, they would say this is what I'm trying to say, is that they would not ask the people that would use the area where they should put it. Mm-hmm. Hey, they would I, put in areas to help the people that are going to get, like, the bus. But they would put it in the wrong part. They would put it on a side street where the actual bus stop and the area where people congested were on the other road. So uh, they would build something for thousands of dollars. Yeah, not, It looked nice, but was, was never seen or used correctly. Hey, Don, appreciate the call. And I think what you bring up a good point. And I want to say that it's not that people aren't being asked. It's that I think we're asking in the wrong way so that there's minimal input. And I don't know if that's by design or something else, but there needs to be a new way to kind of rethink this community input, right, that you see in every, oh, there's a meeting today to go over some of the renderings for whatever new project it is, and people want the input. And what do you see? It's like the same five faces go to all of these meetings. People don't have the time to, um, they don't find it interesting, or they flat out don't even know that it's happening, and then all of a sudden a project takes place. So I think there needs to be a new way of gathering people's input. I've seen a little bit of this already. You know, sometimes you'll get, like, targeted Facebook surveys, right, from a municipality. Like, hey, if you live here, put in your address, and what do you think about this? You know, let us know. These are ways to get a little bit more input from people. That actually matters. Where I think that the process that we have in place right now doesn't really work all the time. Let's head over to Jeff in Kenmore. Jeff, um, have you seen these signs along Elmwood Avenue? 
Oh, yeah. See him every day. Drive right down the street. How Now, it's not an air. I can't picture it in my head when I was talking to Joe. How tall is this grass usually? Well, i never seen 12 inches like he said. It's about <laughs> six to eight right now. All right. So, you know, too tall. It's too tall, granted. But there's a lot of other businesses down the strip he's speaking about. They don't have grass that's that high. Everybody is taking care of their grass. My big question is, is where this guy thinks it's any different than a residential neighborhood where you're responsible from between the sidewalk and the grass. If we all decided on a whim not to cut our grass there to make a, a big spike because he wants to make a big deal, um, what would become of things? I mean, it, it is the owner's responsibility to cut that grass. Everybody else is doing it all the way down, all the way down both sides of Elmwood where he keeps talking about. He didn't mention anybody else. There was one other, uh, there was one other property that um, was way higher than his, and the, it's under new management, and they're constructing it, and nobody's nobody's running the operation there now, and uh, the neighbors got together and cut it. So you say it's no different than your home from the sidewalk to the curb. You have to cut that grass. Everyone knows it. No one's going to come and do it for you. His argument is that he was told it would be different because it was a concern that he brought up. Listen, I don't want to cut grass, and it's going to be driven over anyway because it's a residential. You know, I don't necessarily drive over my own grass, but when you're pulling into a business on a busier road, sometimes that happens, maybe a lot of times that happens. You think it should be treated just the same, even though the village said otherwise? Yeah, the village said otherwise because he cried. (laughs) <laughs> the village is in a, in a position where they want to appease as many people as they can. This guy is, is wrong in, on so many levels based on the fact of the way the village of Kenmore takes care of things. The leaf pickup, the snow plowing. Everybody heard about the snow plowing in, in Kenmore. If there's a flake, they're out, they're out plowing. Uh, this guy's just crying unnecessarily to create attention to himself. I'll tell you what, I know his father, and his father would have never put up with that. Hey, Jeff, appreciate the call this morning. Thank you. I You will say that about Kenmore. It is tough to have a complaint like this in Kenmore, right? Because everyone knows the story. Buffalo Kenmore on the line, and you're driving down one of those roads, and you're going along fine, and then all of a sudden all the street signs turn blue, and it's like, where did all this snow come from? <laughs> it's tough to rag on Kenmore when you have that on display every winter for everyone who drives through. A tough community to pick on. But you heard Joe, you heard uh, you know everyone else who called in. I I think it it's this. If I'm, you know, if I'm Judge Brian here, I'm sitting here at the end of the day, hindsight's 2020, but you shouldn't have said you were going to cut it if you don't want to cut it. Right? You're putting this in place. Listen, it's going to be up to you to trim the lawn. And and then you have whatever pushback, but Majority says it's okay, and there you go. But they didn't do that. They overpromised. Now they're underdelivering. The easiest thing would be to replace this grass or have somebody kill it off, and then you don't have to worry about it, right? Install some artificial turf. Then you never have to worry about mowing the lawn. Maybe that will work, and it looks pretty good all throughout the year as well. Or... Don't put grass in these places to begin with unless you're really going to keep up with it because it does have the ability to look worse than if you just paved over the whole thing with concrete. 
in my opinion. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me, uh, BMAS and Beamer. I think Joe is back with me tomorrow. So listen, you won't want to miss that. Uh, thanks again, BMAS and Beamer on WBEM. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.